You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and uh, I'm delighted to be taking a trip across the ocean, and I'm going to Donegal. And I had the privilege of living in Donegal for a short period of time, and when we were there, um, the elder of my two kids was born, and uh, it was a, a wonderful experience. And uh, I will also confess that my Irish, even though I have Connacht Irish, I went to the Gaeltacht and got to Herc. And the first thing they told me when I got to the Gaeltacht and got to Herc was that I had Connacht Irish. Uh, so, um, so Donegal is trying to connect with the Donegal diaspora and more and saying the welcome mat is out and it's a wonderful place to consider to come and live. And if you are... A Donegal um, native or a Donegal uh, extraction the encouragement is to come back and consider relocating there's opportunities for education childcare, affordable homes uh, business and I haven't even mentioned the fabulous scenery and wonderful lifestyle that goes with it and I'm delighted to have with me today I have Joy Brown, Owen Leonard and Elaine Orinsky Iwariski of Donegal County Council of the Diaspora and Economic Development area in the council. Thanks, guys. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having us, Austin. Owen, Owen you're the one that I first connected with. Do you, want to, do you want to give me a little bit of background of why Donegal considered establishing a diaspora department group as an integral part of the council mandate and what was the inspiration? Um, it predates my time with, with Donegal and it's funny because I'm a blow-in myself. I'm originally from Dublin so I'm kind of I'm very much a member of the diaspora um, as somebody who's now living and working up here. Um, I suppose we see it as, a, as very important for kind of a maintaining the connection with those abroad but B, it's also kind of about valuing the diaspora and what they can give back. Um, we've had a number of initiatives in recent years where um, through the likes of the Tip O'Neill Irish Diaspora Awards and Disruptors by the Sea, they're last year run by our colleagues in Alpha Innovation where you know we're kind of targeting certain members of the diaspora and who, who are willing and able to give back to you know where they're originally from and maybe you know like in, especially in the area of philanthropy you know like you know seeing the opportunities and taking full advantage of them um so i think you know and from discussions i've had with other local authorities um around the country we were kind of seen as nearly the flag bearers when it comes to to this uh, side of things and a lot of other um authorities kind of looked to us and asked us how we're doing it and um so it's you know it's kind of good to get that recognition as well I think that recognition, when you mention that context, is particularly relevant, given that yours is the most north-westerly county, so one would kind of consider it somewhat remote, whereas, um, and because you have to nearly do a loop to get into Donegal, uh, if you're going to stay in the Republic of Ireland, you're that little bit more apparently isolated. So it's interesting that the other counties would see you as a trailblazer in many contexts. Um, Economic development is an integral part of that. Mm -hmm. And um, Joy or Elaine, would either of you like mm -hmm. to see how that integration is important? Yeah, I'm happy to jump in there, uh, Austin. So, Gormai Hogut, um, 
We're delighted to be here today and thank you for the opportunity to talk about Donegal. I suppose from an economic development perspective, you know, the, the region is advancing. It's innovative. It's diverse. You know, we have a lot of opportunities here in terms of um, business investment. Um, we have a, a great task. Talent pool here in Donegal. We have a number of um, educational partners, such as the Atlantic Technological Univers- University. We have Donegal ATB, um, and you know, I suppose that the region, in addition to being a, a dynamic ecosystem where businesses can invest. You know, we also have a fantastic work-life balance here. You mentioned earlier about the, the wonderful place that Donegal is, the scenery, you know, the, the tourism offering, all the activities people can do when they come here. And I suppose the, the connection for our diaspora is really important. And that's what we are. We are, even though we're in the Northwest, um, we're a very connected region, be that through broadband, you know, through our, our Donegal Airport, you know, with the flights daily to Dublin, you know, it's accessible. Um, and I think that, you know, people see Donegal really now as a great place to, to live and to, to work and to study and invest and, and do business. Um, and that's part of our work here in economic development and the various campaigns such as Move to Donegal, which was our very successful relocation campaign. You know, we see both individuals and businesses looking at the region now and thinking, you know, this is an up and coming place. This is a great choice for us to relocate or to locate our business or to even have a, a second site opportunity. We have a lot of great multinational companies now that are located here. You know, you have the likes of Optum, TCS, PGM and, and many others. So um, it's very much a, an up and coming happening place for, for businesses, for real opportunity. And of course, then we have the cross-border connection um, and the Northwest City region incorporating our, our partners in Derry and Straban too. Um, altogether, that makes it a really good value proposition for, for businesses and individuals to come here. And so, uh, we have, yeah. So, Jai, um, during COVID particularly, there was a change in the work dynamic in that many people found that they, it was now acceptable to work from mm-hmm. home and, and businesses uh, were delighted that their employees could continue to work from home. And I think that mm-hmm. was a great boon to rural Ireland. Uh, you mentioned broadband. And again, I know the Irish government were heavily investing in efforts to make sure that broadband was uh, nationally available. Has it hasn't been noticeable since 2020, particularly when COVID hit, how the um, demographic has changed with workforce over the period of COVID and that people who may have come home during COVID now are very comfortably settled back and places mm-hmm. like GAA clubs that were losing players or parishes that were losing residents. Has there been a, a noticeable reversal in any of those trends? Um, I, don't, I don't mind taking no, that's absolutely there's there's a noticeable change across the whole county I think um, in, in those things that you were just saying um, when when COVID started and everyone went into lockdown um, Donegal was the first and I think to 
the, to date the only local authority who developed, published and implemented a remote working strategy for business and that's aimed at supporting remote workers and remote employers across Donegal and make the most of of the resources that we have here. And we also have a really, really good network of um, world-class digital innovation hubs across the county for remote workers. And they um, they all kind of work together as well. So there's there's no real competitive atmosphere there. They're all kind of very collaborative. And they will kind of signpost you to each other if you want to, um, depending on where it is that you might need them. And um, there's a the, their facilities are, as I said, they're just they're world class between the broadband and um, the the facilities themselves. They are like the, Donegal is really really well positioned in terms of remote working, and we've seen through our relocation campaigns and um, through our Love Donegal campaigns that there has been a huge amount of people who have um, made the decision to move home during um, during the lockdowns, during COVID, and they have settled here because there is there's a better um, work-life balance. There's more opportunities. It's, um, you don't have to um, compromise a prosperous, dynamic career um, for the sake of living in a more urban environment. Um, so a lot of people have seen the benefit of that across the county. And as well, um, the the uptake of remote working across the county and the fact that various ETBs and, and the council and a lot of different kind of regional stakeholders have been um, trying to um, promote remote working as a viable option. There's a lot more people looking at that as um prospects for a viable career, people who may not have considered remote working before this. So not only is it attracting a lot of people back to Donegal, it's taking quite a lot of people off um, the unemployment as well across the county. So we have seen definitely benefits of remote working. And as I said, I think Donegal is one of the best placed counties um, across, across the country, really, for remote working. When you talk in those terms, one of the challenges that must exist when it comes to people coming back, uh, because it's a national problem, I know, and that is the scarcity of accommodation. Um, and while many places um, in rural Ireland had been abandoned effectively and there was a lot of property that was left abandoned, I know that a lot of it wasn't up to what would be modern standards. So if somebody is coming back, um, is there an adequate, from your perspective, an adequate availability of um, suitable property? And I use the word suitable because I recall a number of years back, somebody, I think it might have been Ericsson or someone was going to expand or looking at locating an Athlone. And their challenge was finding suitable property for the workforce at, at the um, standard that they would have an expectation of. So is that type of accommodation available? It's topical, Austin, really, because I don't know if you saw in the news recently, um, Michael O'Leary from Ryanair, you know, they bought up, I think it was like 25 houses in a housing estate in Dublin, you know, to to support their staff. Like, And you have the outcry then from the mem- average members of the public 
you know, talking about how, well, you know, the average person then can't go and buy one of those houses because you've got a big, massive company doing that. So it's it's quite a topical one. Um, like, I don't, I think, as you said, it's a national issue and it's something we face at any any of the different events that we run. You know, people mention it when you do, when you talk about relocation and, you know, it's definitely one of the kind of the downsides of it. You know, not, I don't think there's adequate accommodation really across the country, never mind, you know, across the county. Um, but I know, like, I don't know the specifics on it, but I know there are, you know, grants available for people to upgrade dwellings or to, you know, to take a dwelling that's maybe gone into disrepair to try and, and you know, does I know there's one, there's a specific grant for, like, that is partic- specific to the architect, um, you know, to, to enable you to engage an architect to look at, you know, maybe if it's an old style house as to how you could, you know, do it. But, um, you know, it, it isn't just a Donegal problem, it is a national problem, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. And as you say, you know, the the quality of the accommodation becomes critical, particularly when you get into senior executives and people who are in high-paying jobs. And they are the ones who can actually afford then to maybe employ the architect and build a house. But I know, again, it's a national problem that the labourers aren't necessarily available <laughs> to build it. Um, so the whole economic yeah. development it goes around circular. So is it yeah. and it's it's funny as you as you mentioned it. I don't um, earlier today there there was um, a new um, campaign launched um, by the Higher Education Minister Simon Harris, um, where they're uh, they've been given seven hundred and fifty thousand euro to basically um, trying to increase the number of men and women working in the construction industry, um, and a big part of that will be an outreach program to um, attract people from the likes of London, New York and Sydney to try and incentivize them to come home. Now we were over in London, um, I myself was in London last Thursday at an event at the London Irish Centre um, with Packy Bonner and Shay Given, um, two of our kind of finest exports um, and you know in order to get the right people in the room you need to have the likes of a Packy or a Shay you know to generate a number but we had over 300 people um, there with all proceeds going to the London Irish Centre, but it, the, it was interesting to talk to the amount of people, you know, in London working in that construction sector who, you know, would be interested in a move home, but maybe just don't, you know, aren't aware or aren't, you may be actively looking into it at the moment, but it was great to kind of, you know, we, we've kind of been active in the space and trying to, you know, put on these events to try and meet these people and kind of get the word out there that, that, uh, that Donegal is open, you know, and is is willing to work with you and help you and point you in the right direction. Um, and and like even from speaking to the the likes of um, Gary Dunn there, the creative director at the London Irish Centre, he you know he was saying that it's it's a shame that not every local authority is as proactive as Donegal is. You know, we're we're really kind of again kind of setting the standards when it comes to when it comes to this. You know, which is great to hear. Oh, and you you mentioned there the word target. And I think it's a fascinating word in the whole context, be it Elaine or Joy come in on this as well, that a target implies that you've sat down, you've done an analysis, you've drawn up a strategy, and you have a goal that you're trying to achieve. Have you guys done that, and you obviously have, and you have a timeline where you're trying to hit certain points on the Gantt chart? What kind of steps are you working along and towards? Yeah, I'm happy to jump in there if you want. Um, Go on ahead, Joy, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, if my colleagues want to come in, that, that's great. Now, I suppose it's it's important for us to um, look at our diaspora and indeed, you know, when we're targeting investors and so on, and as you say, having a clear um, idea of, of where they are, you know, what, what their interests are, what, you know, they might look to Donegal to, to come and do if it's just to set up a business here or maybe they want to look at employment opportunities. But part of our um, strategy is to to reach out to those targets uh, targeted people and then to engage with them on an ongoing basis and um, we provide actually a concierge service as well which is one of the steps that we've taken to help people who are looking to come back and that concierge service is about you know connecting them in particular with the right departments in the council so for example if you're coming over and you have a query in relation to planning or you might be looking to um explore some service sites for setting up a business and so on um then through our economic development concierge service we can link you know businesses or individuals and or provide and information, I suppose, and support. Um, in particular, we also have a, a property solutions service, and I mentioned those, you know, those service sites. So we work closely with the IDA, um, in relation to that, and, and looking at um places around the county that would be suitable for businesses to come and invest, and then signpost them in the right direction and provide them with the right supports that they need to make that an, as easy and as convenient as possible. And that raises an interest. You mentioned planning and, and um, of course the ripple effect of an industry coming in or any business coming in and its employees is they find a nice site overlooking Bloody Fordland or something and they say I'd want to build there. Mm -hmm. um, I presume then that there's a, a county strategy also in place to facilitate or to expedite the process because I know in some situations Business has been lost in some counties due to, um, mm. be it objections to the planning process. Um, is that a concern or is, is there a strategy in place to handle that? Um, well, we would have our, our county development plan, which is um, currently being redrafted at the moment, and that would identify, I suppose, um, a number of sites or economic development zoned lands that are suitable for development. So where possible, we would, you know, if a business is coming over here and, and they, they're looking to locate somewhere, you know, we can, as I said earlier, signpost them or make recommendations of lands that are maybe already serviced, you know, they have the appropriate water. And, and connection infrastructure that a business would need um, and obviously then you know there, there'd be sites you know where the development might be a little more challenging due to for example if it was a special protected area and so on um, so the, the key thing for us I suppose is to ensure that any anyone business or, or individuals looking to come here that we can direct them and, and support them through you know the various statutory processes involved in planning to ensure that the best outcome for them while at the same time ensuring that it's done sustainably and it's done with the protection of the I suppose the region as well and, and that it's happening in the right places um, that have the support services there that businesses and, and individuals would need. There's a part in all of us. <clears throat> um, Owen might eventually want to go back to Dublin. 
<laughs> no. You know, <laughs> but, you know, the, sal <clears throat> the salmon goes up river <clears throat> to where there's, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the salmon goes up river to where they respond and the eels head out to the Saragossa Sea. So there's this thing in all of us to want to go back to where we were, we came from. And in many cases, particularly for the emigrant, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to go back is something that is not really on the horizon until maybe you retire. And in many cases as well, you have retirees, and that's when they have got to that point where they have the economic independence that would allow them, one, to travel, or two, to relocate, or three, to do both, to be able to, to, to um, have the best of all worlds. Uh, and that's one aspect of it. And um, the other then being that the wider diaspora, being not those that were born in Ireland or in Donegal, but the descendants thereof, uh, that, again, this is a, a coterie of people who um, bring economic wealth to an area because they have the spending power. Uh, you're obviously anxious to target that, those groups as well. Yeah, like it's it's. I mean, it, it kind of happens in a in a variety of different ways. But it's does it's funny. Like you're you talking about me returning to Dublin. Like there's when you talk to people in Dublin, you know they don't have that sense of like pride of where they're from. Like I mean, I don't go shouting from the rooftops. Oh, I'm from Dublin. Like my voice kind of says it sometimes, and people tell me about it. They also tell me about my Donegal twang. But anyway, the um when we talk to people whether they're philanthropists or not who are from Donegal like they just have such a pride in being from Donegal and when even when some people will tell you like um that you know even when they it might be that they find out that they're they've ancestors from Donegal you know when they do when they go through family tree kind of stuff and a lot of people went did kind of that kind of stuff during COVID you know they had the time to kind of look back at their ancestry and where they were from and like when they find out that where they that they were from Donegal and they start researching and going back through it and you know then they reach out and they connect and you know it's it's one of those things as well like in America there's there's the associations which play a huge part in people maintaining their connections at home like the, the Donegal Association in New York Boston Philadelphia who we engage with on a regular basis and um, the guys over in London um, as well who you know we were only over there last week and we met them all again you know like we we try and touch base and now with ourselves in Canada you know we're we're hoping to kind of encourage people to reach out to us as well you know who are uh, just even if it's just interested in connecting or you know we we profile kind of um people all the time and we we did a re one recently there with a guy in uh, connecticut um uh, stephen boyle and um, he runs a like a sports kind of program um, it's a non-for-profit and they were out doing work in uh, in zambia and um Oh, I can't think, it might have been Angola um, in, in Africa and like Stephen's father is from Mount Charles in Donegal and um, I reached out to him said look really like to profile you know what you're doing there in Africa and you know because it's so interesting like and, and now he's someone who's you know really proud of being from Donegal but off the back of that article um, he's had several interests now from groups in Donegal looking to see if he'd be interested in expanding his work out from Connecticut over to Ireland you know so like it's if we can open those doors for people you know whether they're philanthropists or whether they're just run-of-the-mill people along the street then we're happy to do it you know and if we get the you know the, the philanthropists if we get that one or two of them through the door every year then we're we're laughing you know we're happy with that so uh, you mentioned DNA 
<clears throat> and that brings up the whole genealogy thing. And we all uh, go looking, well, a lot of us go looking, and then we hit stone walls. And I know the various counties have approached this in a variety of ways. Um, I know I've hit a stone wall with my, thinks my great, 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 great grandfather. Um, I, I, I know where he arrived, turned up, um, but I don't know how he got there. Uh, what have, has Donegal put in place when it comes to genealogy, the research, the resources, and accessibility to that kind of stuff? Because that is a big hook. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we, we all want to look back on, on our history and our family and find our roots and, you know, people, as one was saying, when they find out they have connections in Donegal, you know, it, it's a real thrill because there's something special about being from Donegal or connected to Donegal and, you know, there, there's the various sites, you have Ancestry.com and so on, um, you know, and pe people will come and, and do that. And in fact, at, at our Tip O'Neill Irish Diaspora Awards, and, and uh, was it last year? And then we also had Donegal Connect, which was a, an event, um, a series of events across the county that linked people, you know, back to the county. And as part of that, we had genealogy workshops and you know, working with, um, I suppose, genealogy experts. And then we we brought people in and they were able to kind of look at the family name and trace it back. And, uh, you know, that, that was really hugely popular. So, again, I suppose it, it goes back to that um, linking in with us, you know, whether it be through Donegal.ie, you know, we have um, a, an email newsletter that people can sign up for and we would regularly then send information out about things like genealogy workshops or like Donegal Connect or the various events. And indeed, if they're interested in finding more about their roots, we can we can connect them in with the right people, the right organisations nationally that do that. And our own place brand um, that we've developed here is Donegal Ireland's DNA. Um, and that's about, you know, to play a play on DNA that we're diverse, we're natural, we're authentic here. And that DNA is, is just part of all of us um, and, you know, hugely important um, as a region. So I actually I lived abroad myself in, in Germany and the UK. And when I was young, I couldn't wait to leave Donegal. I was saying, oh, I have to, I have to go and explore the world. And, and when I was away, that draw to come back was was very strong. I eventually gave in and said I'm going home and uh, I didn't quite know, you know, I hadn't really figured out career-wise at that time um, and then I, I began working in Donegal County Council and, you know, I've settled here and it was absolutely the, the best decision, you know, the, there's so many great reasons to come and, and to live and work in Donegal and so much to offer here for anyone thinking of coming back. So definitely recommend reconnecting with those roots and definitely come back. And and if not to um, move permanently straight away, but certainly we've worked in holiday campaigns where you can, as Elaine mentioned, the digital hubs. We have our go visit Donegal.com website that has everything that's great about our tourism offering. Um, so, by you know, it's, it's a great idea to come on holiday here and then see, you know, uh, uh, how the, the work-life balance is, how, how we are, the people, the culture, the music, everything that it has to offer. And then with a view to come and either retire and, or relocate in here. 
So there's a lot, a lot to do, a lot to go on. Have you had the opportunity or taken the opportunity to develop any kind of a pie chart or that type of thing, which would kind of say, well, X percentage of our diaspora are in the US and X percentage seem to be in the UK and X percentage are in Australia, X percentage in mainland Europe and Canada. And what are, would you guys be looking at kind of say North America or do you see Canada as a different country and have you been able to put any rough kind of guesstimates around where the diaspora has established itself? I'll take that one, Austin. It's a it's a tricky situation because you know it's very the, how you connect with people is very different depending on the age demographics. You know, like I mean, say like Canada, and you'd put Canada in the same bracket as like Australia, New Zealand. You know, it tends to be a younger cohort who are who are away there. So you're, you know, it's you're connecting through with them through the more the likes of Instagram where they might follow you or LinkedIn has become really huge you know especially for for those moving away because it's how they you know they might get get their jobs or you know move on move up the way you know in jobs in the in, in a job sense when they're abroad um, and like I was saying earlier about the associations like that's kind of how we connect with the American audience you know so it's it's in in answer to your question about the pie charts. There, we haven't done anything um, like it in recent times, anyway. Um, about kind of where we sit, like we we can kind of see we track um, on Donegal.ie. We would track the stats on you know when our on who's engaging with our posts and kind of which format they're kind of using, how they're getting to us, um, you know where they're kind of which which pages they tend to be more interested in, and and actually we just, like we do find that the diaspora profiles, you know, about of people who are abroad and doing well and engaging with us they tend to to do quite well because people like a relatable story you know or reading something interesting it's not just um you know just another piece of news it's it's actually some as somebody you can kind of like you get a sense of what a person's like or whatever so it's those kind of you know those kind of touch points uh, seem to work well but yeah, it's 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 a tricky one to know. You know, have a, 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 a one a simple answer for it. You know, because mm-hmm. it, it really does differ depending on who you're connecting with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm delighted we had the opportunity to connect. I want you guys to spell out where people can connect with you. I know one of the sites is Donegal.ie, um, and on you're in the diaspora office, Joy and Lane. Your guys are with the economic development. Um, where else would you be directing people that they should reach out? You mentioned LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, what else? Yeah. Yes, we have our social media pages. We have LinkedIn, Invest Donegal on LinkedIn. And we also have Donegal.ie on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, we would encourage everyone to kind of reach out, to follow us, to keep keep updated basically on everything that's happening in Donegal. Indeed, well... Elaine, Joy, Owen, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. And Owen, I did get the Donegal twang coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a positive. <laughs> no, it's been great. To, it's, it's been great. a pleasure, Austin. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much, indeed, and, and I wish you guys the best. And I know, again, we re- it's a few years since we drove back through Donegal. I know it's on the, the journey list again. Um, we try to cover as much ground as we can every time we go home. 
but uh, we thoroughly enjoyed our time when we were in Donegal and we were up in Dar- Ardara and uh, up around Bloody Forland and Gertahurk and Guidor. All those areas were wonderful. Um, and uh, so indeed, thank you, guys for, thank you so much for taking the time and it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Austin, for the opportunity and we we'll look forward to seeing you back in Donegal soon. We'll be here to welcome you when you do make the visit. Thanks so much.